Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I'm Daniel, and I'm going to tell you today about a teacher named Shantideva. Shantideva is a teacher from the Mahayana Buddhist tradition that I value very much. And he is credited with writing, creating, speaking the text Way of the Bodhisattva, which is a foundational text for many, many people throughout the world. And so that's why I want to talk about him, because I really want to explore his teachings. And I think talking about him is is important as well. So Shantideva, who was he? It's said that he was like a noble by birth, but that, that is actually irrelevant to the story. He was a Buddhist monk, and he lived at a place called Nalanda, where many, many Buddhist monks lived. They were um, training there. It was a training. It was like a monk school. And he lived there with many, many other Buddhist monks. And he, um, 500, it said 500 people lived there. And he just did what everybody else was doing, but he was bullied. He was sort of bullied. And we'll talk about the bullying in a moment, except to say, I want to say, like, I thought I was bullied as a kid. Um, And the truth is, uh, when I hear stories of other people being bullied, I think, oh, I I was not bullied. That's that's what I tend to think at this point. But I definitely um, used to say that I was bullied as a kid. And the, the truth is, it's more along the lines of I didn't really have friends or I didn't really have a lot of friends. I wasn't. When I hear stories of people getting bullied, I think, oh, that's way more severe than anything I faced. And the truth is what Shanti Deva faced was way more severe than anything I faced. Um, so I used to say I was bullied and I don't say that anymore. But so this guy, Shanti Deva, he's there and he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't socialize. Maybe he's not good at socializing. He doesn't talk to anybody, really. He just is there and just is doing the meditation and, you know, going to the meals and going to sleep. But that that's it. They thought the other students felt like he was lazy because he didn't talk to them and he didn't hang out with them and they didn't see him doing anything. So they actually gave him a nickname and that was Busuku, which means sleeping, walking, and going to the bathroom. That's what Busuku means. So they, they called him that because that was their perception was Shantideva. That's all this guy Shantideva's doing. He's just taking up space here. They sort of thought he maybe had became a monk to escape something or was looking for just a free ride. So I'm going to just go live in the monastery and just sit around all the time. 
just sit around all the time. I'm not going to do the work of trying to attain enlightenment or trying to become a wise Buddhist teacher or to try to excel in any way, but rather I'm just going to go live at the monastery and do nothing um, because, you know, I get three free meals, you know? Well, I don't think they ate dinner actually ever. So I get two free meals, right? So it's neither here nor there. But the point is that these other monks saw him. They would see him meditate. They would see him eat. They would see him walk around. That's all they saw him do. He didn't socialize. He didn't try to make friends. He didn't give teachings. They sort of gave teachings sometimes. They talked about the teachings they were getting with each other. He didn't do that. He just was not a social person. So these guys, um, all, all men, by the way, this is a monastery for monks. It's all men. Um, at least I think so. But these guys, they're, they're like, man, this Shantideva is just a lazy person. He doesn't talk to us. He doesn't practice giving teachings. I don't even see him chant, right? So we should try to get him to leave because I don't want him here, man. I don't want to share this space with him. He's just a loser. Shanti Devo, they thought he was a loser. They thought, this guy's a loser. We need to get rid of him. I think we can all relate to being bullied a little bit. Like I said, like I wasn't horrendously bullied. A lot of people receive way worse treatment than me. I just didn't really have friends. But I find it a little relatable, though. People thought he was a loser. I find that relatable, for sure. He was different, and people thought he was a loser. And I think most of us can, at some level, relate to that, right? At some level, they can relate to that. So these guys, they, they wanted to bully him, and they thought, how can we, how can we hurt him? How can we, maybe we can make him leave. Maybe we can trick him into leaving. You see, Shanti Deva, he wasn't doing anything wrong. They couldn't get him kicked out or anything, but they thought of a trick to try to get him to leave. And then, and then again, just his presence is annoying them because they think he's lazy. That's all. And because he's not socializing. That's all, really. He's not hurting them, but his presence is just annoying them. So... And they say, you know, Shanti Dave is a loser. How are we going to get rid of him? And a guy comes up with this idea. And it's this is high-level bullying, I think. But this guy comes up with this idea. He says, well, we need to make a new system here at Nalanda where every monk, every student here has to give a teaching. Has to give a teaching. And so when it's his turn... He will be unprepared to give a teaching because, again, he just eats and sleeps and doesn't do anything. I don't think he's going to be ready to give a teaching. So when it's time for him to give a teaching, he's just going to run away. He's just going to run away. Sort of, I think of, I'm thinking of public speaking because public speaking is a thing that intimidates many people. It intimidated me for many, many years. It took a lot of personal work on myself to get me to a point where I actually like public speaking. I actually like public speaking now, but man, I did not for a very long time. And 
I had to really make myself like it. So I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of that. That's a scary thing for many people. And they thought that not only did they think that Shanti Deva was not capable of giving a teaching, but also they thought, well, he's probably going to be scared and this will scare him away. He will leave because he does not want to give a teaching. That's what they thought. They really wanted to embarrass him, put him in an uncomfortable situation and see what happens. And at first, Shanti Deva, he said, I'm not going to give a teaching. And these bullies went to his teacher, his someone he respected very much and said, hey, make Shanti Deva give a teaching. And then the teacher did that. He made him. The teacher compelled him to give a talk. And he really didn't, again, really didn't, said he didn't want to. But when his teacher told him to, then he was ready. So these these bullies, they um, really want to embarrass him. And they go to great lengths to do that. So they build a throne and they put it in a big open field. And they invite everyone from the whole community, not only from Nalanda, but from everyone around from the surrounding community to come and listen to Shante Deva. They really wanted to embarrass him. So they tried to get really high attendance at this event and they tried to make it way fancier than it was. So I'm, I'm reminded of, um, Carrie, the film, the film and book Carrie, when this bullied teenage girl, uh, the other kids really want to hurt her feelings. So they manipulate things to make her the prom queen so that they can then pour blood on her on the stage. Spoiler. Sorry. Um, so they make her the prom queen so that they can embarrass her. Shanti Deva, same thing. They give him a throne. They invite everyone around to come hear this teaching because they want to embarrass him very badly. He is an outcast. He is a loser. They don't like him just because he doesn't socialize really. So they don't, they sort of expect him to not even show up maybe. And if he does show up, they think, oh, this is going to be so embarrassing for him. Right. And so he comes and they're sort of surprised and he gets in the throne and he says, hello, I'm Shanti Deva. What kind of teaching do you want? Do you want me to lecture on some sacred text? Or do you want me to give a teaching that has never been given before? And at this point, the bullies are still like, what? Really? He's going to do this, right? And they think, well, let's, let's ask him to do something that's never been done before. I'm sure he's not smart and can't do anything, right? So everyone shouts, give something that's never been given before, something that's never been given before. And so Shanti Deva says, well, I have three teachings. I have one that's too long for this and one that's too short, but I'm going to give you the Bodhicharya Vitara, Bodhicharya Vitara teaching, which is medium length. Bodhicharya Vitara, which we have translated to the way of the Bodhisattva. Or some people say the way, the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life. The guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life. Or the way of the Bodhisattva. I'm sure there's all sorts of other ways we could translate that. Um, what it is, is 
well, I'm, we'll talk about it more and then I'll, I'll explain what it really is. But he says, I'm going to give you this middle length teaching that's never been heard before. And then he goes on to recite this text, the way of the Bodhisattva, 34 verses. He just recites. It's kind of a poetic text. Um, and he just, it's a verse text, like many Buddhist texts are. And he just recites it. So they, they're like, yeah, give a teaching, give a teaching. And he sits there and talks for an hour, right? When nobody thought he knew anything. Like a lot of people didn't even know his voice because he was so not a part of the social scene in the monastery. And so he gave this teaching. And it was just amazing. Everyone there was deeply impressed and very early in him speaking, people started writing it down. People started taking notes. They were like, oh my, we're getting something really special here, right? You show up and you expect nothing and you get the deepest teaching you've ever heard. You show up and you expect nothing. This guy's a loser. You're not going to get anything really good from him. And you get the deepest and most complete teaching you have ever gotten. What he was teaching was better than what his teacher was teaching, was better than what the master of the whole temple was teaching. It was just everyone is amazed. And what did he do? He essentially spelled out the fundamentals of Mahayana Buddhism, the fundamentals of the path of wisdom and compassion. He spelled it out. He said, this is, this is a teaching for all beings. This is compassion with the union of compassion and wisdom. We're going to bring everyone together. And this is the way to awakening. We are going to try to help all beings attain awakening. And the way the story gets told is at the end, he floated away and disappeared. Um, I don't, I don't like those kind of magical, that kind of magical imagery. Um, I don't think that we need to believe that per se. Um, but the point is that he did leave. He left, he was gone. And so everybody is just thinking, oh my gosh, Shanti Deva was really wise. And you know, um, they wanted to scare him away from the monastery and he left, right? He left. So like technically you could say, oh, that, I mean, I guess it worked, but not how they wanted it to work, right? And I'm gonna read to you one quote from him. One quote from him. There is no evil equal to hatred and no spiritual practice equal to forbearance. Therefore, one should develop forbearance by various means with great effort. And I'm going to read you another quote by him. May the poor find wealth, those weak with sorrow find joy. May the forlorn find hope, constant happiness, and prosperity. So, it's a very quotable text, right? It's a very quotable text, and it's full of depth and wisdom and I'm going to be talking about Way of the Bodhisattva a great deal because I love it. And I'm going to give a series of teachings like this on it. But I really like Shantideva just because he was the loser nobody believed in. And they really wanted him to leave. And 
he left. They really wanted him to leave and he left. He did what they wanted. He left. It's a crazy story, right? So what happens? He's gone and everybody's like, oh, he was really wise. We should not have been so mean to him, right? And they're looking at their notes because several people took notes. And it, it's, it's said that some of the people assembled had incredible memories and started writing that down. And some people were taking notes during it. Um, it doesn't matter, but who knows? But uh, they started, they kind of had different opinions on it. Like, is this the whole teaching? Is this the whole teaching, right? As, as would happen if everybody's taking notes of a lecture, right? And they don't know where he is. So they disagreed on the length of it. And also he had mentioned two other teachings and they didn't know what those were. Oof, I want to read those. I wonder if I, I can read the other. The other two are called Compendium of Trainings and Compendium of Sutras. And I want to find English translations of those. Um, but anyway, these, these people decided to go looking for him. They were like, he's gone. He's really wise. He gave this wonderful teaching and we need to find him and ask him to come back and be a teacher here. Right. And they looked, it said they looked for a long time and they found him at a, at a uh, stupa, which is like a sacred grave site in the South. It's sort of like um, in Buddhism, there can be a grave site of a famous teacher and you can build a temple there. Okay. So that, that's sort of what a stupa is. So I don't want to say like he was in a graveyard, but they found him in a stupa just hanging out and nobody's really around. He's not teaching anybody. And they went to him. And they said, hey, come back and teach. And he said, no. He said, no. But they said, okay, well, will you settle our disagreements about your teaching? And they showed him their different versions of the teaching that they had written down. And he, he told them the correct version. And also he told them that he had the books hidden in his room. So they went back to his room in the temple and they found these texts, Bodhicharya Vitara, Compendium of Sutras, Compendium of Trainings. And he said this, the way of the Bodhisattva is written for all beings. All beings. So what is, what is, it's for all beings. What does that mean? It means people who have an incredible amount of knowledge of Buddhist teachings and spiritual teachings generally can get something out of it, but also people who are brand new, who have no knowledge can get something out of it too. That's what it means. And that's who he, and if we remember in the story, who's he teaching to? He's teaching to all the monks from the monastery and also all the surrounding lay people. Some of these people had no information about Buddhism and he's teaching them and they're getting it because everyone there is getting it. Everyone there is getting it. So one of the great things about it is it's for everyone. It's not limited to wise scholars. And also it's not just for beginners either. You know, many, many teachings are either one or the other, right? Either it's going to be great for beginners and really experienced people are kind of bored by it, or it's going to be for really experienced people and beginners can hardly understand it. And this is not like that. This is for everyone. 
I can tell you that I've been reading this text several times over the years, and I find new depth all the time every time I look at it. So ever since, ever since I first took a class on it, I have been finding more in it every time. So, so that's it. And I really want to, I do want to find out how I can get copies of Shanti Deva's other teachings, but this way of the Bodhisattva, I'm going to do a series on this because it is a wonderful text and it means so much to me. And I think it will to you too. It's really the kind of, the kind of teaching that we can take with us and continue to find meaning in forever. And I love Shanti David just because he was bullied because he was a loser. That is so meaningful to me. And I know it is to many people because many of us feel that way or have felt that way. Right. And they wanted him to leave. So he left. He got to, got to, had to have the experience of feeling extremely unwanted, right? Extremely unwanted because he knew what they were doing. He knew what they were doing. So he had that experience of feeling extremely unwanted. And I know that's an unpleasant feeling, right? I think we all know that's an unpleasant feeling. And he had that experience. And I think sometimes in our lives, we all have that experience of being extremely unwanted. So... They wanted him to go, so he went. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And this has been the story of Shanti Deva. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.